0: Miles Sanders signs with the Carolina Panthers. What is his dynasty value going forward? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke.
0: Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Fanduel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit Fiendule.com slash Lockdown today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore mosier. Joining me as always is the lovely Kate Madjuke. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Madjuke. Kate, let's just start with some news because we got a lot of it. Miles Sanders to the Carolina Panthers on a four-year, $25 million deal. Your reaction was
1: here's your wide receiver one. Like how oh. exciting for them. <laughs> I like um, I I'm like confused, Marcus, because I think there are so many holes here um, will supporting the run game help your, uh, you know, soon to be rookie quarterback, of course. But like, um, I like, uh, I, I help me, help me figure out what the, the Carolina Panthers are doing here. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for me. And I like, I, I get it. I think it was a fine signing. Like, I, I think that, um, you know, we finally saw that, that touchdown upside for Miles Sanders in 2022, but like you really need like a pass catching specialist, right? Like let's look mm-hmm. at uh, what Miles Sanders accomplished last year as a receiver, uh, 28 targets, 21 catches, 81 receiving yards. Um, Marcus, that was 0.28 yards per route run yep. 0.28, yep. which is, for those unfamiliar with the, ref, uh, the the metric um that was like the worst uh, 134th among 149 qualifying running backs like yep. it's not not good um it's not a, a you know a, a endearment for his efficiency here but the the interesting thing is like he ran a decent amount of routes uh and he you know, he had those opportunities.
0: Traditionally running quarterbacks and Jalen hurts. Isn't a running quarterback. Let me rephrase that quarterbacks that are mobile. Usually don't throw to the running back very often because it's just sometimes easier just to take off yourself and run. I think what this means to me, I think everybody believes now that CJ Stroud is going to be the number one pick. CJ Stroud is athletic, but he's not really a runner. What he does well is he gets rid of the ball quick and with accuracy. I think Miles Sanders could see a lot of volume as a pass catcher. Um, if CJ Stroud is the quarterback here.
1: I really hope that's the case. Some running backs that, that Miles Sanders had fewer receiving yards for include Mike Boone, um, Marlon Mack, Justin Jackson, Dari Unkumbale, Alec Ingold, who's a nice. fullback. Like, Like that's where, so when we're putting, you know, like a a reference range on Miles Sanders, that's what he did. And he played 20 total games last year. Like, again, not great, but I, I think it's, it's an interesting enough signing. I do think this boosts Miles Sanders dynasty value. My questions about Miles Sanders, like they're, they're mostly on the Carolina Panthers side of the ball, but like, we're here to talk dynasty. So let's talk dynasty. Miles Sanders, I do think it's a win for him. I do think he's probably going to be a a really nice asset to have, especially in PPR leagues. He's going to need to be involved as a receiver just based on the fact, like by the process of omission, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's no way he doesn't get 60 targets this year. And I think he'll do a lot with them. Like, I I think this is definitely, I, I think a move that, puts Miles Sanders in the conversation for what we wanted him to be several years ago.
0: So right now on dynasty league football, Miles Sanders is being ranked as RB 22. Do you see that going up here in the next week or so?
1: I do, especially dependent on, on, you know, what, what future moves we see the Carolina Panthers make. Like, Again, we know this isn't a super strong receiver class. Like there are, there's lots of talent, right. But there's no, there's not a lot of like true dominant receiving assets. Um, It's not like a a class with a ton of depth. Um, You know, the free agent market kind of, kind of shut down at this point. Like I I think, you know, there's not a ton of possibilities uh, that, we're going to see from the Panthers in terms of moves they could make yep. that would move the needle for me. So I I think, yes, we're going to see some – we're going to see a bump in his yeah. value. Can I just say I think
0: I think the Panthers probably weren't making Miles Sanders a priority in free agency, and then the market just didn't move at all because he only ended up getting like $6.5 million a year, which is – listen, I am – Mr. Number one, don't give running backs any money. Second contract money. Don't pay. Yep. Don't pay running backs. But when we're talking about six and a half million, like, I mean, you're talking about like fourth and fifth edge rushers on teams are making less money than that. So I, I, I think for Carolina, it's just, Hey, we need offensive playmakers. Miles Sanders is 25 years old coming off the best season of his career. Hey, and if we have to pay him two years, 14 million, essentially, it's not a big deal. So I like it, I think it it helps with whoever the quarterback is next year um it
1: gives you a safety valve for
0: it yeah, uh, yes, and I again, as for his dynasty value, here are some of the running backs going ahead of him that I like a lot more uh Alvin Kamara absolutely I' absolutely rather have Miles Sanders than Alvin Kamara, yep, but okay. hands down uh Aaron Jones, I'd rather have Miles Sanders than Aaron Jones same. J.K. Dobbins, I'll take Miles Sanders all day. Same. Dalvin Cook, a little trickier. I would go Miles um, Sanders.
1: For yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think based on like touch volume, Marcus looking at like the the active running backs right now, like in a lot of these you've mentioned, right? Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, um, all of these players, Aaron Jones, they have you know relatively high touch totals so far through mm-hmm. his career. Um, miles Sanders, uh, ranks 14th among active running backs in total touches throughout their career, 863. Um, when you're talking about a 25 year old running back, that's not, that's not a ton of miles no. on the tire. Really? Um, like when you look at Derek Henry, who's got like 1800 plus touches, like there's, I think plenty of, of room here, plenty of miles left on miles left on ah, the tires for him. Um, and, you know, if, if they're going to make him a key part of the offense, which it seems by default, he should be. Let's go. I'm, I'm more willing to buy miles Sanders right now I than I ever have been. We found
0: a running back. That's a buy. It's incredible. We finally found one actually. that's but Let's true. see.
1: Like we got to see how the market trends, yes. right? Like, cause I, I could definitely see people, you know, leaning into this narrative that he's going to catch a lot of passes. And then like yes. suddenly we've overcorrected and now Miles Sanders is, is priced way too high. So like keep an eye, but
0: there's so another, far- another running back that switched teams in the NFC that uh, was a little surprising where he landed. Let's talk about that one next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything and everything from money lines to point scores to three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That is FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Kate, let's talk about David Montgomery Going to the Detroit Lions. I know who you want to talk about, but let's specifically talk about David Montgomery first. Uh, what did you think about his landing spot, spot with the Lions and his dynasty value?
1: I mean, it, it's certainly an interesting, interesting point, uh, Marcus. I I was a little bit surprised. I was taken off guard here. Um, David Montgomery. He's been like to this point a, a pretty just overall solid running back and he's he's kind of well balanced right like he's capable of running in between the tackles he's capable of being a receiver my gut instinct is that i i think this signing hurts deandre swift more so than the the presence of jamal williams does and absolutely yeah. like it jamal williams he carved out a, a very uh you know lucrative role as the end zone as the end zone guy um but that like he really carved out that was his niche with this team david montgomery i think they're going to use him all over the field and i do think that um though it's a great signing for them as a football team i do think that both of these running backs being in the same environment hurts both of their values long term um so David Montgomery
0: currently on Dynasty League Football uh RB24 I, I don't see any way that doesn't shoot up into the 20s by next month.
1: Yeah, and it it feels rich for me at the same yeah. time. Like I I I think both of these guys are at this really awkward point in their dynasty value where I'm like, yeah, it feels that feels high. It feels uh, real high.
0: DeAndre Swift RB10 right now in dynasty no he was high as rb2 last offseason
1: no no i
0: I will say i think there is a better than zero percent chance that deandre swift is traded before the draft really if you're deandre swift right and you're going into the last year of your rookie contract they just gave they just gave david montgomery a lot of money Dan or uh, Dan Campbell said, "Hey, we basically we have to start over with DeAndre Swift." I I just wonder if they're going to be like, you know what? Let's trade him for a conditional third round pick to this team, and kind of move on. We'll draft a running back on day three, and let's let David Montgomery be our guy.
1: I oh, I don't I don't love it. I don't love it to be honest. I think the best move for this team, who's who's bulked up on defense, who has a ton of weapons, like I don't, I I feel like this it, David Montgomery kind of gives you the luxury to do what you actually need to do with DeAndre Swift, which is probably limit touches. Like I feel like DeAndre or David Montgomery's presence here actually makes DeAndre Swift, like from a real football perspective, more valuable. Like, Definitely. cause you know how electric he is when he's healthy with the football in his hands, like David Montgomery I- eliminating some of those touches all over the field. I do think that gives them an opportunity to keep Deandre Swift, maybe a little bit healthier. And a- again, lower touch totals, not yep. great for fantasy regardless, but from a real football perspective, I feel like it makes less sense but I'm not an NFL GM.
0: Yeah. Let's uh let's do the Saints part of this real quick before we get to the the star of the show. Uh so the Saints signed Jamal Williams who the Lions obviously didn't retain uh pretty decent money for Jamal Williams at this stage of his career. What are your thoughts on his dynasty value moving forward?
1: I mean, it's I, I was honestly surprised at the length of the contract, 3 years. Um kind of interesting we know he's got mm-hmm. upside in the end zone um i think jamal williams is intriguing a little bit like rb 39 right now rb 39 like we know he's got a lot of touchdown upside and i mean especially for teams who are contending right now like going into the 2023 season like alan kamara's availability is still very much a question mark um I, I think we know with Derek Carr in this offense, like I, I do think that there are going to be more opportunities to score points, mm-hmm. um, especially with the fact that um, Michael Thomas is intending to remain with the team. You have Chris Olave. like this is actually Juwan Johnson. Like this is actually a pretty nice offense at this point. And they've, they've done a good job kind of building this from scratch. It's not the sexiest offense, but this is, a pretty good offense that I could see scoring some points. I'll buy Jamal Williams at that price. I'm sure that that value is going to increase, um, you know, over time, especially if we get any Lamar or any uh, Alvin Kamara news. I'm buying like, I think the upside's there.
0: Jamal Williams would will be on every single one of my dynasty teams.
1: Am season. I a chump? I'm not a nope. chump then. Okay. I think
0: this is just me talking, right? No inside information. I think best case scenario for Alvin Kamara is he misses six games. Best case. I think there's a very realistic chance he does not play football this year.
1: That it, Can you like share some insight onto that line of thinking?
0: When you get a grand jury that basically wants to take this case and it seems like it's going to be happening right during training camp, it seems like Roger Goodell is going to put him on the commissioner exempt list until everything is solved. And if that's the case, Jamal Williams is like a high end RB two the rest of the year. So I I will pick Jamal Williams on my team all year long. I
1: mean, in in high end RB two, like I think that's it's like a that's probably his floor, right? Like- if
0: I told you, if I told you that he averaged sixty five total yards a game in a touchdown which is basically what he did last year. Would that shock you?
1: No, no, that's not
0: at all. Our, That's a low-end RB1.
1: That's a low-end RB1. And, it, like, again, we've seen him be incredibly productive in games throughout, over his career, right, it, it, looking at his splits when he's actually getting work. Um, in games where he's averaged or had at least 10 or more touches, he's averaged 13.2 PPR points per game that's a really nice floor, like a really yep. nice floor. And we know um, the more work he gets, the more upside there is. Yep. We know he's capable of being the red zone, the red zone threat. Like I just don't see a a range of outcomes given the situation, especially where we don't see Jamal Williams. Right, yeah. like, I like inside the top 20, I think, end of season. But I do think that especially – like he's gonna be particularly valuable, right. but now is the time to buy him and not once we get Alvin Kamara news because I agree. He's going to be un untrade or untrade forable. Un, sure. untargetable. Unattainable. You're just not gonna
0: be able to get him, right?
1: Yeah. Thank you. Unattainable. Holy smokes. Um yeah. my lord. Okay. S A
0: T word. Uh okay. let's talk, Kate, about the biggest dynasty buy of the entire off season when we get back. All right, Kate. We've been talking about this guy for years now. He is finally free. Khalil Herbert RB one in Chicago. Do you
1: believe? I believe. Oh my gosh! And Marcus, I will say, I'm like really shocked at the number of people that don't believe. Uh, if we're if we're looking at just the the general vibes on fantasy Twitter, on Dynasty Fantasy Twitter, there are a lot of people like it feels like the narrative is sell, sell, sell. And I'll buy every single, every single time somebody in my, my league is selling Khalil Herbert, uh, which not a lot of people have the opportunity to sell me Khalil Herbert because he's been stashed on all of my teams. Um, like it's been really fascinating. Right. So I, I think the the two um, like it, most, most, uh, like biggest increases in value, Khalil Herbert, Tony Pollard with the release of Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, But people seem really willing to buy into Tony Pollard and not willing to buy into Khalil Herbert. Uh, Khalil Herbert has dominated pretty much all efficiency metrics. Um, He's, you know, a tackle breaking machine. We know he's got a lot of upside when he's got, the lead role. So what, what is going on and why does everybody want to sell Khalil Herbert, but buy Tony Pollard? Cause I do think that the odds of the Cowboys and you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the odds of the Cowboys investing in a, a running back that could be more of a threat to Tony Pollard feel higher than the odds of the bears investing significant draft capital in, in a running back that would affect Khalil Herbert.
0: I agree. I, it, they are going to bring somebody else in. We know that. It probably a veteran or a mid-round pick, but it's the Khalil Herbert show. Like it's it, it it's it's time and I'm so excited. He's a huge value in Dynasty right now. Do you want to guess where he's being ranked uh currently on Dynasty League Football?
1: Uh it's going to be far too low. I think the last time I looked he was in the the 30s.
0: Yeah, he's up a little bit. RB29.
1: Yeah. And uh, we're, we're looking at a guy. So like so far in his career, again, he's been playing second fiddle. He's been playing backup, but, uh, seven games where he has had at least 15 or more rush attempts, Marcus. Uh, and in those games, he's averaging right around 106 scrimmage yards per game. Um, yeah, I'm going to take that all day, uh, in those games, uh, averaging almost, uh, over a half a touchdown per game. Like, the upside is so high for Khalil Herbert. Um, and again, I keep going, I keep comparing Tony Pollard and Khalil Herbert just because their situations feel so symmetrical. Like you have Tony Pollard, who's looked so explosive in those limited opportunities, same with Khalil Herbert. They both kind of get their opportunity and like, yeah, both offenses are going to have to bring in, um, you know some supporting cast right but like okay. this is like every there's not a single thing that that khalil herbert has shown us that we shouldn't be all in on um i i can't go, i baby. can't figure Let's, it out um
0: right we're, we're in uh jamal williams khalil herbert like those are the guys that i want to buy right now even though they're even though you it feels like you're buying high I think once we get past the draft and once we start just doing more drafts, you're going to be like, these guys are available and I don't even have to spend, spend top 25 money to get them. Like, sign me up. Those guys can legitimately help you win fantasy games this year. Uh, that's why we want them on the roster. One guy that we don't want on our roster, Kate, though, neither did the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, they released him on uh, Wednesday. I'm sorry, that sounded bad. Um,
1: it was time.
0: It was time Uh, where, where do you see Zeke kind of going from here?
1: I feel like as a free agent for the first time in his career, I think he's going to go to a place where he can be um, immediately valuable. Maybe a a place where he doesn't necessarily need to, to take on, uh, you know, 15, 20 touches per game, but can be more of, um, you know, a, a leader can be a, you know, just a, a change of pace guy. Um, like I, I would love to see him in a situation like maybe the Broncos right now, they made some investment in their offensive line. I think they want to run the ball. Uh, you they know, I just I write, think...
0: signed Samaje Pirine P Ryan though. So I wonder if there's a little bit of redundancy there.
1: I see. I, I don't look like, I, I think Samaj P Ryan is a much more valuable receiving asset than Ezekiel Elliott. We have the, uh, Javante Williams injury, which I I think is going to be, um, you know, like this isn't going to be a season where Javante Williams is going to come in regardless of how healthy he is or not in the preseason. And they're going to want to feed him 20 touches per game. Like they're going to need, they're going to need a voluptuous supporting cast. Um, I think Zeke, could be a a nice answer for him another potential landing spot um the chargers uh you know Mm. that fit with kellen moore um the recent uh request from austin eckler for trade um if that comes to fruition like yeah they probably should be all in on zeke and
0: it it makes a lot of sense too right like you don't want austin eckler handling a lot of the short yardage and goal line stuff and he can help as a pass protector if you want to give you know Austin Eckler a breather I think that makes a lot of sense Tampa Bay his uh, running back coach Skip Pete is over there Leonard Fournette has gone. maybe you just want a veteran presence in that running back room I think I think Zeke will find a spot relatively quickly but I think I think his days of being even like an RB2 are over so sad it's so sad what a when great career, we have
1: though. like the uh, he had a fantastic career and, and like kudos to him. He made some money um, when he could, which which was fantastic. It's how do you feel about this as a Cowboys fan? Are you relieved or are you bummed?
0: Both, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Zeke, Zeke had some awesome, awesome years for the Cowboys. Like there was three years 2016, 18, and 19. He was legitimately the best running back in the league. Um, I think it's kind of sad what happened to his game over the last couple of years. He turned into basically a glorified short yardage back um but at the same time it it was time right like it's it's it needs to be the Tony Pollard show they need to get faster on offense and I think I think moving on from Zeke probably does that and on top of that, I think the Cowboys and Zeke probably could have worked out some type of deal to get him on a reduced salary, but do you really want your the third all-time leading rusher in Dallas Cowboys history to be a guy that gets like four touches a game. Probably not. Sometimes it's better just to move on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need to, to know when to cut ties and that's a dynasty lesson as well, as well, Marcus, like uh, the takeaway here, sometimes it's good to know when to move on and like cut ties before you start to see that decline. So I think, uh, we can maybe take the yes. lessons we've learned here with Ezekiel Elliott and apply it to our dynasty teams. Uh, even though it, it doesn't always feel good. Absolutely.
0: All right. That is it for this episode of the locked on dynasty football podcast. And we want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. We're going to be back tomorrow. Kate, okay, To do some more uh, updates. I think we might get some news on some tight ends today. Maybe some more running back news. We'll see. Uh, but now make your second listen to locked on NFL scouting show with the Draft Dudes, from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the, uh, with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts in on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day you and I are putting shows up for free on YouTube every day. Please go check those out. Uh, Go follow Kate on Twitter, at KateMagic. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you next time.